start. Welcome to another episode of Name Two Bands with Andy and Andy. Of course, I am Andy Brown, and joining me on the other line, it's Andy Sanford. How are you, Andy? How many episodes is this? I'm um, much better now, thanks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, sounds like you had a little bit of a rough day today. Had a rough morning, yep. It was a rough morning, yeah. and uh, we won't go into too many details, but let's just say that... Um, <laughs> Not the gory uh, details, anyway. Yeah, it was Got gory. Picked up a case of. Uh, it was gory. Yeah. Picked up a case of uh, food poisoning. Yeah, it was. I, I think. I think. I, I think. I got a bad coffee energy drink because everyone in my household ate all the same stuff I did, except for that. That's the only thing different, and there's like no expiration <clears throat> on it, and there's no telling how old that shit is. <laughs> Outstanding. So yeah, um, I, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that was the culprit. Yeah, you're feeling okay now, though. I'm feeling, yeah, I'm probably about 90%. All right. That, that's close enough. Um, close and, enough uh, to rock and roll. Yeah, and to answer your question, uh, this is episode 20 now. Sweet. Um, and uh, this is going to be, uh, again, we're doing a little something different uh, this time. Different. Although we did we did go back to our format uh, for last week's episode. For a moment. Um, we'll, we'll, but we're going to we're gonna veer away from it again format, for this episode. Format. Yeah, although uh, tentatively we have a guest lined up for next week to go back to the format. Um, but this week we're going to be doing, uh, once again, uh, a meme, a Facebook meme. We turn Facebook um, memes about music into podcasts. Into a podcast, yep, that's what we do. Um, and this, of course, was going around Facebook, which is the, the top ten most influential albums. or right. Not and necessarily. To... It wasn't even most influential. It was just memorable, what, post, memorable like, whatever. Memorable, influential yeah, yeah, albums whatever. that you made a stamp on you that you still enjoy listening to now. So it's not like something that, like, it's got to be something you still bust out on the reg. Right. Yeah, and you were supposed to post an image of it and then uh, not a little spiel. Like, or no, you could yours? just post... You were, yeah, you were like, originally the image, said, Don't say yeah. anything about it, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, you know what? Fuck this. First of all, fuck that. I'm yeah. not doing 10. I'm going to do as many as I want. And I'm going yes, to talk exactly. all about why I like them. So I think I'm, I think I'm yeah. on like number 30 something now. I've kind of lost track. I don't do it every day. I do it right. know, at this point just whenever I'm feeling like r- typing about an album. And but, you, have like, you have like 50 or something, right? I Ready do. I think go. I have like 52. I, I just went through and just like, because I want to do it in, in like order of how they came into my life in chronological order, like as I felt. And that, that's what, that's actually what I'm, I did with my list. Um, that and that, well, that's what I, well, show. for, t- so for, I, for I the show, mine chronologically. for the show, mm-hmm. I've done it as well. Chronological by when, when I fell in love with them and I've narrowed, somehow managed to narrow it down to 10, which was very difficult. And I've left some really important stuff out, <laughs> but these are like the 10, yep, me as well. these are the 10, these would probably be my 10 favorite albums. Maybe nah, no, well, there'd be some, I, I kept it to one per artist for this since it's only ten, so there would be like more right. than one Kiss album in my top ten. But you know, this is this is these are ten ten albums. If it was Desert Island, it could be a Desert Island. Ten albums on Desert Island, whatever. These ten albums that I've picked, yeah, they're they're like extremely memorable, extremely influential on my music and my life, and um, I listen to them regularly today. Yeah, and. Uh... Whereas you came up with a list of like fifty two, uh, I, I do have a list of ten for tonight. But uh, on Facebook, I, I, I think I, I, I think I did like I think I did like four. It's a lot of work. Well, uh, yeah, I was, I'm I was I just do shit on Facebook. I'm like, God damn, I gotta go oh, yeah. a fucking yeah. album post. God damn it, yeah. what did I set myself up for? 
So Bomber yeah, and I've finish. got I'll eventually. I've got I've got two uh, podcasts and uh, I run an out of the league. Busy. So yeah, 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 you know. yeah. and a full time job. So sure, sure. Um, I've been working a lot more lately too. So that's why I'm I'm totally unprepared aside from my list of ten albums. So. <laughs> oh, that's that's really all we need, um, and we'll, we'll get uh, immediately to that. Fair except I, I, there is uh, there is something I, I did want to say. Um, We're going to talk about yes. how far in, how far in front of first place the Braves are. I haven't checked on the, yeah, the Braves. The Braves, the Braves have been hot. Uh, when yeah. I looked earlier, it was actually I've still Three got the tab games? up right now. Like four games. Uh, let me just let me take a the, look here real quick. The Washington Nets. It Nuts, is uh, th- three and a half. Three and a half, nice. Three and a half games. Yeah, Atlanta has won three in a row. Um, they've gone seven and three in their last ten, and the Nationals have gone three and seven in their last ten. So, yep. And what? Uh, what having, the fuck? Are we having Manny the Phillies are there anytime soon? Are we gonna have Manny back? <laughs> we'll have to get him back. We'll have to oh, get him back. Come on, let's wait till um, October. Let's wait till it's really good. <laughs> yeah, indeed. I'm not uh, take but... my chances now while I've got them. You know? <laughs> yeah, that's that's true. You might Hi, not want to wait. Might not want to wait until the end of, of September for that one. Um, but before we get into the music, I did want to say something, and this is uh, this is not the political podcast. However, I don't care. I'm just gonna say this. Um, this shit with um, the um, separation of families policy oh, yeah. that's going on right now. Yeah, um, I just want to say, yeah, fuck the Trump administration and fuck, fuck anybody out there who I is supporting the, this any, shit. Any this politician, because uh, they're all complicit. Yeah. This is fucking, like, this all, is evil. All, this is all, just flat all, out evil shit. All governments are liars and murderers. All governments are liars Yeah, and this murderers. is, yeah, but no, like, I saw on, on Twitter today, there was a Holocaust scholar who said that people ask her, um, is this how fascism starts? And she said, no, we're already a few steps into it at this <laughs> yeah, point. Right? Yeah, right? Um, and it, it absolutely is there. Uh, apparently, tomorrow, they're opening up a 2,000-person tent city um, Ooh, in Texas. And the, yeah, the temperature is expected to be 106 degrees, and this awesome. is where they are. Yeah, this Summer is where 11. they are putting children. Children and infants, it should be said. They're putting, taking babies literally out of their um, breastfeeding mother's arms and putting them into cages. Um, Thank God so. for music so we can have a glimpse of heaven in this hell that we uh, yeah, uh, indeed. exist within. Yeah, because I'm, I'm angry about this. Um, I know there is, yeah. who knows, it, who knows if the policy, yeah, who knows if the policy will last this long. Um, but there are massive, massive, um, protests scheduled for the 30th of this month being coordinated by a number of national groups. Um, so if you can, um, you should find your way, uh, again, assuming that the policy even lasts this long, which it might not. Um, we'll hopefully it will not. Um, but anyway, yeah, um, Alright, gotta take a breath. Call my scent now. Yes, music, music, music. This is why this is why music exists. Um so uh why don't you go ahead and uh why don't you go ahead and go first? Um list the uh first album on your alternate, list. Alternate, alternate. Okay, yeah, sounds yeah. good. So my, yeah, we'll alternate my, back and forth. The first album that, that meant anything to me was the album that my mom played to me in the womb, and that was Wings, Venus and Mars. And yep. she would tell me stories about playing that, playing it through headphones while I was in her stomach. And then, you know, I would listen to that album. I have memories as early as like being like two and three listening to that album. And <clears throat> I've always listened to it throughout my entire life. And it's always just given me a nice uh, sense of 
piece. But what's great is like like the lyrics like kind of describe my life as well. It's like they're it's like a, that's my soundtrack or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that, well, you, you can't get earlier any earlier than uh, in the in womb, the womb. So yep. yeah, yeah. That's so number one. That. That's the first uh, influential album you've heard. That album, I'm sure. It's probably not your favorite Wings album. Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah, no, it's not. But you know, it, it's there's a good not. Album. It's any... got some cool stuff on. It. I mean, fucking Venus yeah, and Mars there's... rock show is immense. And then you there's know, not any. Uh, Feel Like Letting Go and Spirits of Ancient Egypt and a lot of good deep cuts on there. Yeah, and there's, a, there's not any bad uh, Wings albums. Um, and uh, I guess this, probably for people of around our age group, I, I would guess that this is probably the number one um, first album that they really remember, um, which would, of course, be Michael Jackson, uh, Thriller. Um, I remember... Yeah, I remember definitely right where I was. I was in the basement um, at, watching on our old big box TV, you know, um, and watching the uh, uh, Motown uh, anniversary celebration when Michael Jackson did the moonwalk. I remember nice. the first time I saw um, Billie Jean for the first time. Yeah. And of course, I of course. Junkie. I remember all that shit. I, I yeah, own Thriller. And, yeah, and of course I remember watching Thriller. Um, for oh, the first yeah, time. Shit, yeah. yeah. And, that uh, shit gave my sister and, nightmares. I loved it. <laughs> yeah, I loved it too. I thought it was fantastic. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we had that on record. Well, I, just, I just love that it gave her nightmares. <laughs> yeah, of course. Of course. Uh, I, lo- I loved the video too, though, myself. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, I watched the world premiere. We stayed up. It was, I think it was on Halloween. Yeah, me too. Something like that. I th- something like that. Something like that. But yeah, I remember watching the world premiere. We don't have those, and, uh, we don't have those milestones in pop culture. No, we do not. Because there's, there's not no. as much shared culture. Yeah, we don't have the monoculture anymore. Oh, we well. don't at all. Um, but uh, and I, I also remember, you know, having the records sleeve and folding it out and looking at the pictures. Um, and yeah, thinking Michael Jackson was like the coolest person um, on the entire planet. Which uh, ooh, wait a few years, Andy. He, um, he wasn't. He wasn't. <laughs> he wasn't Kiss, so there was no way he could be that cool to me. But I, I did think he was cool. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah so that's my first one um so uh let's hear your uh number well, two segues me into my number two which actually this is where i kind of went off of my initial list because i just wanted to pick one representative album for kiss so i picked kiss alive which is probably my favorite kiss album uh even though it wasn't like my first favorite or whatever but just you know every kiss album is a favorite album of mine i love kiss they're my favorite band from age four of course we, yeah we, we talked plenty of about that. yes we have we have discussed this before yeah <laughs> and and whenever we get around to doing this whole me trying to turn you into a kiss fan thing kiss alive will be the, the blue that's you listen to that album first and then some other stuff but that's even the people even the people that 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 think kiss is a complete joke can respect kiss alive as like a nice slice of detroit proto-punk rock and roll well i guess i might as well get a head start uh that's the one. And listen to yeah. Kiss Alive that's sometime. Kiss yeah. Alive. That's the one. So Did, that's my number two. You, anything you wanted to add? Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, I, you know, I, I mean, you know, Kiss Alive is quintessential Kiss, and they have to be on my list. They have to be towards the top of my list. I didn't listen to them in the womb. You know, my mom bought me Kiss albums for Christmas when I was four, so she said I like the clowns and I like music. So hey, check this out. So it worked. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so my second Gene one. Simmons um, is very thankful. Yeah, indeed. He, he's got quite a bit of money from you. Uh, <laughs> and uh, 
So yeah, my, my second, um, I did not adhere to the same rule where you kind of erred on the side of uh, picking your favorite uh, album right. from a, an artist. I went with the first one. It, sure. It, that, yeah. When in doubt, when in doubt, I, sure. I went with the first one. So, so my second would be the Beatles. Um, and this would certainly not what be my first, favorite Beatles album. What was album. the first Beatles album? Uh, <laughs> Meet the Beatles. Um, oh, my, okay. my, yeah, my mom, my mom had an original American pressing, um, of that album that she remembers buying, um, with like her allowance money or whatever, like back when, uh, she couldn't have been that old. She would have been like middle school age. Right. Um, so she still had that, um, in the nice. house. So when I, yeah, when I was a little kid, I, I listened to that and you know, that had all like, um, like she loves you. I want to hold course, your all hand the early and all classics. that stuff. Yeah. 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 All those, those first, cause it was, that was like an American, um, bastardization of the first, uh, couple British, right. um, yeah, yeah, Beatles yeah. records. Yeah. yeah. So they had, they just kind of threw like a best of, um, right, right. together. All the best stuff they've done point. so far. Cause they were just putting yeah. out music fast and furious. Yeah. Yep, and I can remember, and I, I couldn't have been very old, you know, like five, six, something like that. I can, I can remember listening to that and thinking, like, wow, this is so good. This is, like, the greatest music that there is ever. And, yeah, uh, I had a you know, Beatles Revolution 45. Not far off. first favorite uh, 45s. So. Yeah, there yeah, you go. I mean, yeah, I, mean, yeah. I mean, no one can argue against the Beatles being the greatest band of all time, really. Well, I believe I. But we've already gotten into that. We've already gotten into that. We did. That was the very first episode. Although I I would, I would say, uh, I would say that I prefer the Rolling Stones, but I would definitely not have an argument at all with the statement. Right, Beatles are the greatest band. Sure, you can throw some other names out there, but the Beatles are, you know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, So, yeah. What's your next one? My number three. That's my number two. Yeah. would be Alice Cooper's Welcome to My Nightmare, which is just, a, a, to me, is a perfect album. That's a, that's a good a, one. A masterpiece of production. Bob Ezrin produced. That was when Bob Ezrin was really kind of starting to come into his own and peaking. And um, and it was the first band. He got rid of his band and just hired the best studio musicians that they could find and put together an amazing band and just produced. You know, it was a, it was a concept production. It was more than an album. And every song is amazing, and the whole TV special thing was great, even though it's super 70s cheese. And just, you know, I, I my parents had a copy. I listened to it. I loved it from the get-go, and it's it it's probably number three, number four, favorite album of all time, somewhere up there. It's, it's definitely one of my super favorites. Yeah, and I, I wouldn't rank it that high, but I certainly don't begrudge you. I don't, I don't think that's a... A poor opinion by any means. Yeah, that's a, that's a really good record. Um, so I guess my next one, um, and there's a gap of a few years here. Um, I, hey, there's I a was, gap of my next one too, yeah. Yeah, I, I was going to throw in uh, Bruce Springsteen, Born in the USA, but uh, I, I, that one missed the cut. It's not necessary. Just barely really, missed the do cut. Do you really still listen to Born in the USA, the whole album, that often? Not that often, but um, mm-hmm. that was that was definitely one of the the first formative albums on me. Sure, um, I sure. had that one, and and I wore it out. Um, sure, and I, and I still would I still would say it's a really good album, although of course not anywhere close to uh, Bruce Springsteen's best. Um, but uh, my next one would be uh, uh, Public Enemy, um, Fear of a Black Planet, and we did we did talk about. Uh, Public Enemy, of course, we did the mm-hmm. Public Enemy NWA episode, so I've kind of. Yeah. Uh, 
told told most of this, but um, before I had even heard this record, uh, I was like a 10, 11 year old, like white black militant. Um, I like loved like Yo MTV raps. Um, I could smuggle. Bye, bye, li- yeah, Dr. Dre, Ed Lover. Um, I want I, some Yo MTV raps. Hell yeah, that was good stuff. <laughs> um, and I I would listen to like what I could smuggle into the house, which was not that much. Um, right. And it, we would also like furtively listen uh, to rap albums at my friend uh, John Peterson's house because his parents gotcha. were more uh, permissive. More progressive, um, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> but that, th- this this was the one that really uh, sealed it because it was just unapologetically black and militantly and uh, as we discussed, like uh, musically, this was like way ahead of uh, anything that was going on in in hip hop back then. Sure, um, yeah. and it it also didn't hurt at all uh, that fight the power was all over do the right thing, um, which I saw and loved when I was in fifth grade. Um, so yeah, that that one was majorly influential for me so uh number four number four yeah number four so we're gonna skip up a few years in my lifetime to to about uh, i'll say age let's see it's probably about 90 so say about age 14 and you know i'm like in the grips of puberty and starting to really like experience uh like depression and, and like getting in touch with my feelings which were all pretty negative and my parents were divorced and all that good stuff was all happening at the same time and that's when i really fell in love with the first black sabbath album because it perfectly reflected the way i felt darkness life and myself (laughs) and everything at age 14 (laughs) yeah yeah that makes sense yeah, I was that pretty makes miserable. Sense. I was pretty miserable for a good chunk of like fourteen to sixteen. There, that was a rough time. My, yeah, mine was uh, w- once I got to high school, I didn't give a fuck anymore. Yeah, yeah, um, that was, yeah, yeah, but, that was, uh, yeah. Middle school, it was the middle school year. Yeah, oh god, yeah, I was fucking so, miserable. Yeah, that's when I, I found was miserable. I mean, I knew Black yeah. Sabbath before that, but that was when I like really, like, really, really got into with it, it yeah. understood it, and was like, yeah, and that's and that was hugely influential because then at that point. I wanted to make music that sounded like that. I wanted to, you know, write songs like that. I want to, you know, Black Sabbath had massive, massive uh, uh, influence on, you know, my music, which is a big part of who I am. So, of course, yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Um, so I guess uh, my number four, um, and this would have been uh, around the same. Uh, I guess a little younger. Um, I would have been a little younger than you, but around the same time period. Uh, that's when I really got into uh, Guns N' Roses' uh, Appetite for Destruction. Um, ah, yes. Unlike you, I didn't I didn't love Kiss as a child, um, but a big part of me like really getting into music was li- like Twisted Sister and like oh yeah, or- ordering those like first fifteen I, records, you know, from both Twisted Columbia House my, and BMG. Twisted Sister is definitely <laughs> on my list of fifty, but I just could they couldn't make it to the top ten. <laughs> right? Yeah, and uh, Sister a was, lot of that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was going to say. A lot of that stuff that I got from, like, Columbia House and BMG, you know, because yeah. I did them both. Because, yeah. you know, that what yeah. what are they going to do to you? They can't do anything. You're a child. Yeah. 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 Sue a fucking 10-year-old? Uh, Fuck off. Give my yeah, good, good, good luck. Good <laughs> luck, yeah. So, yeah, you know, I, I got, like, Wasp <laughs> and Skid Row and Cinderella and, you sure. know, all that, all that stuff. Oh, yeah, I love and that. And then... Uh, 
And then, like, Guns N' Roses came out. And see, that you should have just... gotten into 80s Kiss because they were all they were in that same kind of boat there. They're, that's what they were trying. Uh, yeah, I, ne- I never did. I never did. Uh, uh, yeah. And then Guns N' Roses came along. Uh, kind of wiped all that stuff away. Yeah. And uh, so, like, it, w- it would have been a couple weeks ago now uh, when I wrote this my, down my notes for this. Uh, the I had just watched the video for Welcome to to the jungle, which I hadn't watched in a long ass time. Uh, and like literally the first shot of the video is Axel getting off the bus with, uh, literally a piece of hay in his mouth. Um, which was a bit on the nose, but, uh, it worked. It worked. Indiana, he got off the bus. Yeah. I mean, yeah. autobiographical, yeah. you know? Yeah. That's what that song was about. And then, uh, you know, you hear that slash guitar riff, uh, and then Axel starts singing, uh, um, and the main thing that I loved about it is that, like, cause I'd listened to that, like, heavy metal stuff before, but, uh, I hadn't, like, really listened to anything that was edgy like this. Uh, and this was before I even knew what, uh, punk was. Um, of course, later I got into punk, um, but this album had that, like, punk kind of mentality behind it. Sure. So, oh, yeah. And, and that, a lot of, that's a lot of punk that, rock in yeah. there, for sure. Yeah. And that's what I loved about it. So, yeah. Yeah, that was Appetite for Destruction for me. So, for my number five, this is kind of the one that I kind of just slipped in there because it's just something that I've never... Uh, an album band we haven't really ever talked about, and I'm not sure we might at some point, but um, there was a lot of things that didn't quite make the cut that were hugely important. Things like Nirvana's Nevermind, but we've talked about that a lot, and same with the Guns N' Roses. We've talked about that a lot. So, I put in basically... One of my favorite guitar albums, uh, an album that my guitar teacher actually turned me on to, said that this is like one of the greatest guitar albums of all time. You need to listen to this album. You need to burn this album in your brain. You need to learn how to play this album, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And that is Burn by Deep Purple. And it's not even the most famous lineup of Deep Purple. This was kind of this was the third lineup of Deep Purple with uh, David Coverdale, pre White Snake, and uh, Glenn Hughes. And it was the first album with the new lineup. They, you know, they'd gotten super popular with their previous lineup, so it was kind of a new thing for them. And they just like, they were hungry. They were like a brand new band, and right. just it's just it's it is it's what my guitar teacher told me it was. It's just a burner of an amazing guitar album with with great songs and hooks and melodies and stuff too. So, right on. I, I love a lot, a lot of Deep Purple. They're one of my favorite bands, so I felt they needed to be represented. Because I've I've gotten I've gone deep down the deep purple rabbit hole that's for sure. Yeah, that, that's one. I, I I don't dislike them. You know, I like what I've heard, but I've never really uh, one of never the really best listened to them too live much. on stage bands. Just so good on stage. Cause, and they would they would. I know you don't really like jamming, but they and they wouldn't jam on the traditional hippie sense. They would just take. Yeah, shit that's, out. What I, that's, just, what I, well, to, that's what I. That's what I read. Well, to be clear, off. they would just go off. I mean, they were just going like. <laughs> the fuck off you know there's like yeah we're all badass we're all just gonna fucking solo at the same time and it's gonna be amazing <laughs> yeah to, to be clear i want to make this clear because i i have uh trash jam bands more than once the, on the this podcast shit, where they're just and noodling I, yeah yeah you know. exactly Dance, that's, that's, man. that's that's stay off my that's fucking, the distinction stay off my fucking blanket man yeah that's the distinction i want to make if if you're like playing 20 minutes, you know, where you're like going like in different like chord progressions and like time signatures, whatever, you know, like that's fine. That's totally fine. That's cool. It's like that grateful dead, like widespread panic, like fish kind of shit where it's literally the same fucking 
thing. The same thing yeah. for like 20 minutes. They're trying, while like, like, uh, they're trying to put you into a trance or something. I don't know. Fuck. Man. Yeah. Which, I mean, I'm, I guess maybe I've, I've never listened to any of that shit while I was tripping. Um, by choice. Maybe, I don't know. I can always find better things. Maybe. Yeah, exactly. You can I always can find, always better, find things. better things. <laughs> you can always find better things to listen to than yeah. that. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, d- just to make clear what my stance on, uh, gotcha. on I, I long, think I understand. long, yeah. long jam songs. Yeah. Um, you dug that, like that 20 so, minute Aphrodite's child track. Cause it was just all over the place, you know? Sure. Was, yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, sure. That was good. Um, so uh, my next one, and, uh, you just mentioned it and this one, what this was, I would have to say this was probably the, um, uh, most formative album for me ever, uh, which was Nirvana. Nevermind. Um, because as, See, as I, knew, I said, I knew I, you'd, I knew you'd mentioned it. See, I didn't have to put it on my list. <laughs> yeah, of course. Um, <laughs> see, I, like I said, I, I had never really listened to like punk rock. Um, right. I knew of punk rock, but I'd never heard it. And even like, you know, I was aware of like REM and U2, of course, and bands right. that were like allegedly, supposedly like underground, but certainly weren't by that point in my life. Um, so Nirvana was like, that was like opening me up to an entirely new world of music sure. that I yeah. I didn't even know existed. So, stuff that you wouldn't find on like Top 40 or uh, on MTV, which that's all I knew. I You know, I grew up in fucking bumfuck Twin Falls, Idaho, which was like right. population 25,000 for yeah. most of my life. Yeah. Um, I didn't have, I didn't have the cool older brother, you know? Right. Uh, my older sister was into Disney, so nobody was like showing me <laughs> shit. Um, <laughs> so I kind of, I kind of had to like find a find my musical path on my own. Um, sure. So that that was really that was, and we we've already covered Nirvana, so I don't need to say oh, yeah. too much more. But yeah, yeah that was album. that was hu- all. The yeah, it's a great album, there. and that was huge. That was huge for me. Oh yeah, um, me too. Me too. Right at like, yeah, 15, it, 16, Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it was, uh, I remember it was summer between eighth and ninth grade that I saw the, uh, video for Smells Like Teen Spirit on MTV. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, on to the, uh, the back half now. Um, you're number six. All right. So, uh, for my number six, I went with King Crimson's Red because there has to be a King Crimson album on there because they're one of my favorites. Of course. Of course. And, um, that's pro. I don't know. If, I don't know if that's my favorite album, but that was the one where that was the second album I'd heard from them, and that was the one where I was like, "Okay, okay, these guys, yeah, I've gotta, clenched it. Yeah, I've got to hear everything they've ever done." And um, yeah, so then that that'd be the one. Like if I if I was gonna like if someone came to me and said, "What is? I've never heard King Crimson. What do they sound like? You know, they sound like a lot. They have a lot of different sounds, but I, I would start with that one." And that's uh, that's what I gave you. I gave you uh, Starless is from that album. Yeah, and uh, um, just to update on our uh, <laughs> from our prog rock music stuff, uh, I have not listened to that one yet, um, but I have listened to In the Court of the Crimson King, and that album fucking rules. Oh yeah, um, oh yeah, I don't listen to Red. All <laughs> yeah, because I gave you great. what did I give you? Yeah. I gave you Twenty First Century Schizoid Man, and I gave you Starless, uh-huh. so, and that, yeah, that's that's yep. where you start with them for sure. Yeah, I'll I'll have to get to that one. Uh, at some point it's in awesome. the very near future, yep. that that and that and Kiss Alive so far are the ones I'll make a point to get to. 
Oh, there'll um, be more. Oh, oh, and I should say, just to uh, interject here, uh, to give a further update on another of our earlier podcasts, um, that, uh, you know, Ryan was, like, preaching uh, how good uh, Rihanna's album Anti is. It's not? Um, I was like, you're here to tell me that it's not? Because I already know. No, I'm already... Um, go ahead. No, I am here to confirm that that album is fucking awesome. Whatever. Like, even, like, even as he said, and when he said it, I was like, nah, come on. There's no way. Even the Drake parts are good on that album. Just listen to yourself. Which, I, I hear Just myself. listen to the words coming out of your mouth. Hey, man. It's good. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. It's really good. It's really good. It's cool, man. Just, uh, you know, got, <laughs> you enjoy what you enjoy. I will. Um, In the meantime, so, uh, you could be listening to King Crimson albums. <laughs> That's, I don't know. I think I like Anti better than uh, In the Court of the Crimson. King. Whatever. Now I, I, don't, I don't even know who you are real. anymore. <laughs> That that might be a little strong. Although I do definitely like a uh, uh, dirty computer better than uh, in the court of the Crimson King. But uh, well, you know, but but we're we're we're, we're getting way we're what, getting way off track we're off now. Track. Uh, so yeah, you're getting a lot of um, albums that don't count. <laughs> yeah, well, none of them are on my list. So uh, so my next one, and this was uh, this was definitely not the first. Uh, Pink Floyd album that I had listened to. It's not my favorite Pink Floyd album. Uh, it was not even the first uh, Pink Floyd album that I listened to on acid. Um, but I have this very vivid uh, memory. Um, my parents were out of town or something. And uh, my buddy Dustin, who I recorded an episode with uh, that I'm still trying to get edited and put up as like a bonus... Um, so he was there and he's like my best friend. And then our, our other friend, Sean, um, they were both there and we, we all took acid and, uh, we're in my parents' living room and they had like a really good, uh, uh, sound system at that time. And so we put on, uh, Wish You Were Here, um, which of course I'd listened to before, obviously. Um, but like on a really nice sound system, like with a head full of acid, like that just blew me the fuck away. Um, like in particular, I remember like very distinctly, like listening to, uh, that part on Welcome to the Machine where you have the acoustic guitar, um, and then the synth, like really yeah. loud synth, um, yeah. like the top of my skull just blew off. Um, so there's a, this ranking, this is partially just a kind of a, just a Pink Floyd general ranking. Um, but if I have to, had to list like just the impact uh, wish you were here would definitely be the one. Yeah, I should really probably have some Pink Floyd on my list because I listen to all their albums still pretty regularly, and they have been quite memorable and influential. Because you know, my dad listened to them. I've listened to them all my life, but uh, they just didn't make the list. But yeah. you, brought, you put them on your list, so that worked out. Yeah. So so they came up. <laughs> so you plus just we, gave them your gave them the plug. Yeah. Yes. Plus we have covered Pink Floyd already. Right. Yeah. Right. So all right, we're we're getting on to the home stretch now. The home uh, stretch. Yeah, so uh number 7. Number 7 for me is White Pepper by Ween. Wow. wow I, I mean, I'm obviously I'm, I'm obviously not surprised that Ween is on there, but You're surprised it's that album. Yeah. I mean, well, I'm not, sure you said my, that. I'm sure you said not, that on the episode, but It's not my favorite Ween album. 
and but it's the one it's my my love affair with Ween was very slow developing and happened over a long period of time and White Pepper was the one where I was like like became like absolutely obsessed even though I loved them after the Mollusk White Pepper was the one where I was like okay I have to like go see them live now as much as possible I hadn't seen them live at that point so I saw them on that tour it was the first time I saw them and that's the that's the one that has like some of my favorite Ween songs and that's the one I'd like always that's like the the uh the uh, gateway drug to Ween is White Pepper because it's the most accessible and it's the one you can play yeah. for people and and, and they're like yeah well, well, chocolate nice and cheese like maybe uh, those cheese, those two yeah, but think. it gets a little weirder you know that's you know yeah for sure so for sure so you I mean know. Mister Mister Would you please help my pony is still on chocolate <laughs> and cheese so right yeah. exactly White yeah. Pepper's the one they did in the the really nice studio with the biggest budget they had and they were they're their goal was just like, okay, let's pretend like we're a classic rock band and go in and make the best rock and roll album as a band, you know, performing together for the whole thing, as opposed to what they normally do, which is just sort of kind of build. Fuck things. around. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you know, it's, it's, I don't know. That's the one I picked. All, yeah. all, the, Ween, all the Ween albums qualify. Well, of course. Of course. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's the one if you, if you had to pick just one. Um and uh, actually, um, my next one uh, is kind of similar to that. Not not in terms of sound or anything like that, but just that it, uh, you know, Bob Dylan is my my absolute favorite. Right above the above the Beatles, above the Rolling Stones, above Radiohead, above anybody. Bob Dylan right. is my favorite. And of course, I, I had heard Bob Dylan, who hasn't, you know, um, but and I, I'm not even sure I would say this is uh, my favorite of the best Bob Dylan album, but. Again, this this story involves LSD. Uh, I was uh, gee, imagine that. I know I was uh, I was about like eighteen or so, and uh, yeah, I was listening to to Bob Dylan, um, bringing it all back home, and like just listening to like the lyrics and that like the because you know most music like you hear like the music can like evoke. Um, if you're tripping, you know, the music evokes like, uh, you know, different images and things going on in your mind. And it, it was his lyrics that were doing that. And I was just absolutely blown away. Um, and that, that, that's the record that has like, uh, I, I would say some of his best, uh, imagery on, on songs like it's all right, ma, I'm only bleeding and, uh, gates of Eden, um, and stuff like that. And that's really like, I, it just absolutely blew me away. Um, and that, I was already a Bob Dylan fan, but that, that cinched it for me. Um, I, w- I was done from that point on. Nice. So I like some, some Dylan here and there, but just like songs here and there. Well, yeah, you're, you're not, you're not as into lyrics as I am. You're right. always going to be way more of a music person than I am. Um, whereas I, I, I love lyrics almost as much as music. So, I mean, I do too, but they're just not as they they're not going to make or break for me. Yeah. Whereas with me, if there's a song that has I what I think think are great lyrics and just mediocre music, I would still love it. Right. Yeah. That's where so. I. That's where I just can't. Yeah. 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 That's the difference too... between you and I. <laughs> that's a good thing. Yeah. Sure. All right, so uh, what you got next? Number nine. Oh, no, number eight. Number eight. Eight, number eight. yeah. Number eight. I pick Kula Shakers, Peasants, Pigs, and Astronauts. Which I have a review written. 
Well, maybe you should just go ahead and do it here because all I'm going to tell you is that I still often listen. Nah, to we'll ho- we'll hold off. We'll all hold right, off. All right. Well, so you've heard it's it. Already, right, it's already written, so yeah. I, I often list this as my like favorite album of all time. I'm not sure. I don't know. It probably is. So Another Bob Ezrin production, and I was like super hyped for it, reading about it as it was coming out, and when it came out, I just it was like, I don't know. <laughs> I, after like after like, I, I, as soon as as soon as it ended, I started listening to it. I started it over again, and I probably listened to it like ten times that first night. And I was just like, "This is like the greatest album I've ever heard in my life," and it's it's held up. Well, uh, I I don't want to spoil too much, uh, so I, I will say that musically it is extremely good. I will definitely say that the lyrics are and, goofy, uh, but that's okay. That's they're fun. <laughs> <laughs> It it is really kind of weird though that like uh you know everybody remembers Blur and Oasis um and mm-hmm. who was the the bittersweet sweet symphony guys the Verve, the Verve yeah um there's one other one that uh Zacto from the message board he Stone really Roses. stands for I don't know. no not the, that that was uh um that wasn't Britpop that was uh that was yeah. something else oh, yeah um, a, but um, yeah Super anyway Ghost. but no, not Supergrass, but uh, no, nobody other than you uh, remembers Cool Shaker. I'd never even heard of them until you yeah, uh, turned me on to them. It's a so. shame. It's a shame. He, they kind of always had it, uh, uh, kind of something against them because you know his mom was a pretty famous actress, so he's kind of like the the rich kid rock star. Kind of always had that. Kinda, and then he uh, made some he very unfortunate made, yeah, comments about his. Yeah, swastika. said some stupid yeah. shit. Yeah, about yeah. flaming swastikas yeah. and yeah, yeah. yeah. Rest <laughs> is history. Because <laughs> he is um, probably a spoiled brat, rich kid that thinks he can say whatever the fuck you want. So I'm sure he was. Yeah, but I, I, I love his music, look, so I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, shit. Look at Donald Trump. So, um, All so right, no, uh, no, that's going a little far. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, spoiled kids, uh, rich kids <laughs> who've never uh, learned the consequences of their actions. Um, um, so my next one, and I don't know, I don't know if these, this will probably be on your list, which would be the first, uh, first one um, we have in common. My, my last um, two are, are pretty obscure. Okay. Um, so this one did not make your list. I'm a little surprised by that. Um, which would be, uh, Radiohead's okay computer. No, that um, was like, that was the one that was, that, that was kind of right battling the with the deep line. purple burn. Yeah. Th- that was, that was, I thought very heavily about it. But yeah. I decided against it. I guess because I knew you were going to put it on. <laughs> hey, there you go. Yeah, this is a good chance that was going to be on there. Um, so yeah, that that came out. I would have been like nineteen, I think. Um, and of course, I remembered um, uh, ninety-seven. I think that came out. Ninety-seven. Okay. Yeah, twenty-one. Yeah, and I graduated high school when I was seventeen. So yeah, I would have been nineteen. Um, okay, smart man. <laughs> no, I didn't graduate early. I was just young. <laughs> <laughs> I just had late August birthday. That's all. Uh, um, gotcha. So, uh, yeah, of course, I'd, I'd heard creep. Wait, 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 wait. What, what's your birthday? August 29th. Oh, nice. My daughter's is the day before that. Oh, right on. Yeah. Michael okay. Jackson, also August 29th. Oh, um, very nice. Yeah. And uh, so, of course, I, I'd heard No wonder creep, we get along so obviously. well. Yeah, that must be it. Uh, although... Would your daughter have even been born by the time we knew each other? You knew me Maybe before she was born. Maybe had just been born. 
Okay. Or yeah, she, or yeah, that's, she'd just been bored because I was sitting. I had a lot of time to sit at home time. and spend on message boards. So. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That explains with, with, with a baby um, in my lap. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Best use of your time while you're uh, hanging out with the baby, yeah. posting on message boards. Yep. Um, yeah. So I, I, you know, of course, like everybody else, I heard creep and it, and I liked it. I liked it fine. Um, I remember seeing just a couple of, like snippets of videos um, from uh, the bends, um, which I, I never, I did not have the bends at this point, nor did I have Pablo Honey. Yeah, I didn't um, get the bends till after OK Computer either. Yeah, and I I read a review in like Spin or Rolling Stone or whatever, and I was like, holy shit, I didn't fucking listen to this. Yeah. Um, and so I remember because my wife at the time we were in some town in Montana because we had to go up. She was from Canada, so we had to go up there for some like uh, immigration uh, hearing or whatever. So while we were up there for the trip back, I remember like we went to a record store and I bought that and Fiona Apple's title. I also remember. Also a good purchase. Um, and I remember putting that into the CD player and like just that first like couple like uh, guitar notes, I was like, holy shit. Um, and I was blown away, completely blown away immediately. Um, and still to this day, in fact, this would probably be, I, I would have to say, and I, this isn't my favorite album of all time by any means. But this is the one that I still, every time I put it on and I listen through the whole thing, I'm still blown away by it. Yeah. Um, probably more so than any other record that I knew, I'm familiar with. It's a good one. Yeah, it's so good. It's so good. And it all, it all ties together so well. Um, the music is so good. The musicianship is so good. The lyrics are so good. It's just, yeah. It's great. I, I know I'm preaching to the choir, so... I'll shut yeah. up now. <laughs> All right, so uh, it is quite memorable. Last, last, yeah, last two. Yeah, last two number for nine. each of us. Number nine. Yeah. So for number nine, I am going with uh, an album by a band called Motorpsycho, and the album is called Heavy Metal Fruit. I've and never heard of band or album, so probably no one really has. They're from they're from uh, Norway, and they're huge in Norway, but not anywhere else. So they and they never tour anywhere outside of like uh, Europe. So, but you, being the uh, underground music spelunker that you are, I can't remember how I found this album. Uh, it was just on a list of albums, and the the cover, like, I, I was like, this looks weird. And then the title, "Heavy Metal Fruit," and I'm like, okay, this is a lot of weird things happening here. I think I'm gonna listen to it. <laughs> And so, and I listened to it, and you know, and I learned about this. They've got like this band's got like probably forty albums out, dating back to the early nineties. They've been around forever. Jesus, and, yeah. And uh, so, so was, they they write songs like you do. Yeah, and so this was kind of my entry point into their world. But I don't like I like a lot of their stuff, but none as much as this album. But this album, I've just kind of it's kind of become my uh, companion for a lot of uh, I don't know interesting life moments i listened to it on mushrooms and it like it like it was it was pretty crazy and so at that point i felt like it was kind of like this album was kind of like an ally and so like i listened to it like when i was in the funeral procession for my grandfather and right. like driving out to my dad's and just i don't know it's it's um I, i've kind of like given it a lot of uh, power by listening to it during a lot of powerful moments 
Yeah, that's good. It's, and it's a great album. Yeah, it's always nice to have music like that that you yeah. can, uh, you know, that means a whole lot to you. Right. Um, um, and uh, so my next one, um, and this is, uh, this is, again, we're skipping together, or skipping ahead, um, a few years chronologically, not that long chronologically, um, which is, uh, uh, and I'm sure people would say this is a uh, rank too low, um, that would be, of course, uh, Wilco, um, Yankee Hotel Foxtrot, and I, I don't really know, even necessarily, I probably could not ever describe specifically what it is about that album that grabbed me so much, and I went, it, it's not even their best album, um, I would absolutely 100% say that uh, Summer Teeth is their best album. Um, but the one that was before the, or after it? The one immediately before. Before, um, okay, that's what I thought. Yeah, it was way more like sunshiny, like kind of Beach Boys, right, 60s right. kind of pop. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, that, that album just really grabbed me. And there for like, I don't know, probably like a year or so, I probably listened to it like every single day. Like every day, um, and I I don't listen, but because of that, owing to that, uh, I don't listen to it all that much anymore. Um, right. But uh, it is one of those that you know. Every time I do listen to it, it's like a like a comfortable pair of shoes. Um, sure. You know, just that kind of feeling of familiarity and uh, oh yes, this this that's right. Um, which even some of that's not even that really all that great. Like. I don't even understand my relationship with that this album. I guess is what I'm saying, um, but yeah, that it was a big deal. Nice. All so right, I guess so we're uh, yeah, the last one down to the last one. So this is a, a recent one for me because this is my newest favorite band, and like I know I know who you're talking about like already. Fallen for hardcore in a long time, and uh, that would be Nonagon Infinity by King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. Because that was the first album I heard from them that kind of like, and it took me like listening to it like four times before I really got it. And it's odd. Which you don't really. Which you don't. It's odd that I would give it that many chances because most most of these days, if something doesn't click with me pretty quick, I'm moving on. Fuck it. For some reason, there was something about that one. And then my yeah, there had to have been. uh, My buddy Brendan, who was like, uh, I played in a band with him back when I was like 17. He was like 27, so he's like he was kind of like my big brother that I never had. He goes, hey, man, have you heard the King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard? I'm like, okay, I need to listen to it again if he's getting into it because he doesn't get into anything new. Right. <laughs> so so then that was like the third or fourth, third time I listened to it. I was like, okay, yeah, this is actually – I'm really digging this. And then so, yeah, so I got in just in time for their whole five-album run last year. Right. And uh, I got to see him a couple times last year, and I'm going to see him tomorrow night. Nice. Yeah. Um, yeah, and there, there had to have been – there had to have been something though, subconsciously. Oh, definitely. Because definitely. yeah, you you wouldn't have given it the second listen, and even yeah. when your buddy, oh, yeah. even some, when your yeah, buddy said, yeah, like, yeah. no, this is really great. Yeah. Like with me, you know, if I'm like, no, hey, Kendrick Lamar, listen to it again, you'd be like, no, fuck that, fuck that shit. I'm not <laughs> yeah. fucking spending any more time with that goddamn yeah. album. Fuck that. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Right. So there must have been right. something. Yeah. Yeah. There was something there. Yeah. Yeah. There had to something have been special. Yeah, without him realizing it, um, which does happen sometimes, you know. There, there's been albums like that for me before, where, like, I, I, I'd listen to an album and I'm like, yeah, I don't think I really like that, but then I, I play it again, 
you know, and keep right. playing it for right. some reason, and then eventually grow to love them. Well, that's what happened um, with, with OK Computer. If I hadn't kept going back to that one just because I was like, yeah, I you know there's something that. here. I know there's something here. I know there's something here. And I kept listening to it. And then all of a sudden, I was like, bam, you know. Ding. Ding. To quote the album. Um, so, yeah, my, my final one. Um, and this is, not the, uh, this is not the first album that I heard by this band. Um, and, of course, I remember their, uh, their novelty single um, hit when I was in uh, high school. Um, which I, I did not listen to the full album that uh, said single was on. Um, and I had heard one other uh, album by this band, and I liked it well enough. And this isn't even my favorite album from this band, but this one, when I heard this album, I was blown the fuck away. Like, immediately, on the first fucking listen. On the first listen, I was blown away. And that is, uh, of course, the Flaming Lips um the soft bulletin um, yeah. clouds yeah. taste metallic is my favorite one um yoshimi was the first one that i'd listened to but the soft bulletin that was something different like clouds was my first one but yeah soft bulletin was the one where i was like yeah like whoa yeah <laughs> howdy <laughs> um yeah just because like uh because you know clouds taste metallic that there's some like there's definitely studio um trickery going on Oh, sure. um, on that for sure. But yeah. they just had like, uh, Stephen Drods by that point was like, uh, the master of his domain. Um, well, he was starting, starting to become that on cloud. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean on soft bullet. Oh, soft bullet. Yeah. That's when they were yeah. just like, yeah, okay, dude, you're, yeah. this is all on you, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> yep. You do it. We don't have our guitar player genius <laughs> anymore. So you got to come up with something. You're, you're the man. You do it all. Yeah. Yeah, and and he uh, he did it. Yeah, yeah. That that yeah, album yeah. is amazing. The, some of the soundscapes that he builds on that are just nuts. Yeah, um, so good. Like even like a what is it called? Like a uh, sleeping on the roof in summertime. Oh, yeah, that's the the where they, yeah yeah the, with like the, the sprinkler. Yeah. And, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh. No, that's the observer. And, the observer that comes after that, I think. Uh, well, the observer is really good too, yeah, um, yeah. and I'm I'm sure I'm, I'm like not telling you anything you don't know, but some of the stuff that they left off that album, oh, yeah. is yeah. fucking great. Yeah, I saw um, that tour with the with the uh, with the headphones, but I couldn't get the the headphones. But apparently, it was actually better if you didn't have them. <laughs> no, not surprisingly. Uh, <laughs> Wayne's had a lot of ideas. Um, some of them are really good. Um, some of them not so much. Uh, but he uh, he definitely does have lots of ideas. That's for sure. Um, so, uh, yeah. Awesome. So, uh, yeah, I guess those are, those are our tens. There um, we go. Yeah, where this is a little shorter, but you That's know, okay. given that, given that we've been uh, doing like double album length podcass lately, yeah. uh, that's that's probably it's perfectly fine. Still, still longer than an EP. <laughs> yes, it. it <laughs> uh, depending on the artist, it, it's a full album length. So uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, Th so we're good. Thirty-two minutes and you're good. That's an album. Yeah. Um. So uh, we'll be back, and and this will be. Uh, much uh, quicker turnaround time as well. Um, and well, edited. 
<laughs> yes, it. This should be very simple, Dad. Uh, I don't think there's anything I need to cut. So just listening back to it once, and then uh, then it's up. Um, so yeah, we'll we'll be back next week, and uh, hopeful to ha- hopefully have our friend Brent on. And uh, <laughs> if you liked the the last week's episode where Andy was talking shit about the replacements for half the show, um, who am I going to be talking ta- shit about next week? <laughs> it's gonna be you two and REM, so oh, you're gonna Jesus. be talking about oh my god, talking yeah. shit about both bands for I the entire like episode. No, I do like a little bit of REM, but you two, there's nothing redeeming about them. So nothing, nothing, nothing. at all. Maybe no, not really. Not okay. even early on. I I I kind of enjoyed the edge in that movie with Jimmy Page and Jack White, and wow. seeing them seeing them bring out his pedal board with like a pallet with like a forklift on a pallet. That was pretty cool. That's like pretty much the only thing I can say about you. Well, could you could could you at least say that the Edge is an is an amazing guitar player? Oh yeah, he does do some cool shit. But that but I can, are there some instrumentals where I don't have to listen to Bono? <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. We'll we'll keep our our powder dry a little okay. bit. But I, I will one hundred percent absolutely agree with you <laughs> that Bono is fucking insufferable. <laughs> I will definitely not disagree with you on that. I mean, I was um, a little, yeah. We'll talk about this when we talk about yeah. it too. Yeah, yeah we'll I'll, talk about it next time. I gotta save the so, good stuff. Uh, yeah, and uh, and of course, Brent loves uh, both of those bands. Um, Great. In fact, I believe Great. that REM is his favorite band of all time. Cool. But, yeah, uh, no, I, I, I yeah. know lots of people whose REM is their favorite band of all time. So yeah, no problem. Well, I mean, you you are from uh, Atlanta. So I am. Yes. That doesn't particularly surprise me. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. That'll be next week. So uh, until then, be safe, everybody. Don't die. Why? Uh, Don't die. You don't have to be safe. Just don't die. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Definitely don't die. Until then, (laughs) talk to you later, guys.
in his voice, fingers moving on the fretboard. Every time he plays a new chord, I hear his friends hanging around. I hear him play an instrument he just found. I hear a low buzzing sound. I hear his parents hanging around. I hear his parents saying, turn it down. I hear his parents saying, turn it down. I hear his parents saying, turn it down. Call your warm jets. I buy.